Let's talk about Greece. This is Now Tell Us. I'm your host, Anthony Muerore. At Now Tell Us, we have guests come and tell us stories. They come and inspire us. They come and educate us on a subject. Always, we have great guests who come here. And today, we have a guest who is going to tell us about Greece. Actually, with love. With love, Greece. Her name is Olivia Bloom, and she's going to be telling us about something that she's written on, which is a book, and I've got it here, With Love, Greece, Informative Guide to Greek Culture. Now, why don't you join me as we go and meet Olivia, and if you have any question about Greece, you're welcome to ask. If you have any comment of whatever kind about Greece, please let us hear it. Let us see it. Let's let us read it, and we will appreciate your feedback on this episode. Yes, that's Olivia Bloom. She's gonna be here shortly. Now, my name is Anthony Borore, and I am a writer. Also, I've written books. One is known as "Be Good for Good: Stories of Goodness with Lessons on Life." The other one is the "Achieve Your Dream" workbook that has got the seven ingredients for success. They are available on Amazon, but don't go there because today we are going to talk about Olivia's book. So join me as we go to meet Olivia to hear about Grace. Here we go. Anthony. Hi, Olivia. How are you? Thank you. Good. And you? Yeah, I'm good. Good to see you. Good to see you too. And again, thank you for having me here on your podcast. Yes, you're most welcome. It's a pleasure to have you here. Yes, you are in Greece. I'm also in Greece. And I don't know about the area that you are. Is it raining? Because here it has been drizzling for some time today. Yeah, today was not a very great day. It was it was stormy. It was rained a lot. Now uh-huh. not, but it was yeah. My whole terrace was flooding. But it's okay. I mean, cause it's not uh, as cold. Uh, we are moving into spring, which is a good season. I love spring. I, I love seeing the flowers out there, the green uh, environment everywhere. So. I'm happy. Yes, that's true. Today's first day of spring. So happy month, happy spring, Anthony and everyone. Okay, that's good. Happy spring to each and every one of you. It's the first of the month. Uh, okay, in Greece we say kalomina. 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 And also uh, there's tradition in Greece for the 1st of, Mar- of March to start wearing armbands, white and red. Oh, uh, I didn't know yeah. about that. I've never noticed. Now you know. So they're wearing it whole month, every day without taking it off. So the people are putting the, this uh, this tiny armband on the wrist okay. and wearing it without taking off until end of March. 
It's a red and white color and it's supposed to bring luck to the person and protect from something mm. evil, bad or something like this. This is going, this tradition goes century back. It's very old and people are still keeping. So if somebody didn't got this bracelet yet, they're selling everywhere. <laughs> Get yours today. <laughs> Get yours today. I've never heard about that, and it's the first time that I'm hearing. So um, let me go back a bit. I first met you in one of our meetings, uh, writers in Athens the meeting, and this is where I discovered that you're writing about Greece, and uh, after some time, the book is out. It's actually some months into into i mean once it's a natural book it's been some months now and uh i'm happy the way it's going i'm hearing the success stories that you're telling about it uh, where has the book reached well tell us about the success of your book so far uh yeah i have uh, published the book first of all via amazon so mm -hmm. it's available on all amazon markets and in all three formats that's ebook the printed version as a paperback and the hardcover uh, that, yes uh, for if somebody likes ebooks please be my guest and it is available it's an ebook some people prefer the hardcover i also have it then i decided to expand and i also published on ingram spark Okay. which have also worldwide distribution. And then I went one step further and I published the ebook and paperback on draft to digital, which expands the distribution of ebook on several other platforms. Mm -hmm. I've got the paperback of it. I've read a few chapters, a few things here and there. I'm seeing some things that I already have identified uh, that I have experienced, but some of the things are like, whoa, I'm in Greece. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen that. So let me start by asking you, what inspired you to write about Greece and the culture? Yeah, uh, mainly yeah, about the culture, because uh, when I moved to Greece, um, let's be honest, I had cultural shock. <laughs> there are a lot of things that were different. I needed to adapt, adjust. Uh, the process was not easy. Mm -hmm. And when I started to acclimatize more, and then I start to understand, okay, I was in this situation that was not so easy. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to put it out so to help the people like me who are moving to Greece or just relocated or already living maybe a few years so they know, do things and are prepared or aware of this. Mm -hmm. This project had been for several years, actually, but I was able like, to put out the book inspired by this writer's group in Athens and by Jonas Soul. And yeah, thanks to this group and thanks to Jonas, I put it out, I created a book and I published it. So uh, this project was finally finalized. Sorry for of the world, but yeah, uh, so that's the main reason just to help the people to understand things like why the things are the way they are, or 
so the people know what to expect in some circumstances. Yeah, okay. And yes, we thank Jonas Sol for what the work that he's doing with the writers group and every person who comes to the writers group in Athens it's always been a pleasure meeting, exchanging ideas, hearing your successes and helping each other where we've, we are facing some challenges. So thank you, uh, each and every one of us. We thank you. Let me ask you now, with the culture shock, with the experiences that you had when you came here, uh, I believe there was also... Okay, now let's start by you telling us what was the the worst experience that maybe you've had or the worst realization of what happens in Greece. <laughs> and then we will come to the better things uh, <laughs> later. Uh, but, well, I was quite shocked that, uh, well, let's uh, clarify the things. I mostly speak about the experience living outside of, of the Athens. Because mm-hmm. as I wrote in the book, Athens is a bit different than the rest of the Greece. So I'm now speaking, applying this to the rest of the Greece. So I was very surprised that Greek people don't celebrate so much birthdays. Mm. You know, I like, I don't say I always had big parties and so on, but birthday was like part of uh, the lifestyle and it was some important day for every person. Mm-hmm. And here when I moved to Greece, like it was like, as another day, like nothing unusual going on, no no happy birthday, like nothing. And only like the people who know you personally, when they see you this day, and if they see you, they can say, oh, it's your birthday, like happy birthday. Or like the worst case scenario, they will tell you happy birthday, like at 10, 11 p.m. when the day is almost over. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, for me it was quite unusual and probably in the first year it definitely was rude, like, come on, like, it's 10 p.m., like, you have waited, like, so many hours, and yeah, it was very unpleasant, but then I get used to, they celebrate more the name days as a religious country, and yeah, and if your name day is not the same as your birthday, which is probably not, then yeah. Well, yeah, they celebrate uh, name days more than they, they they pay attention to uh, birthdays. I've also I also experienced that, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. I was not used to that where I come from. Now, tell us what has been your best experience. What you love most about Greece. The best experience I was able uh, to be in these ancient places, you know. When I moved to Greece, I worked in tourism and I was uh, lucky enough to visit this, all the ancient places. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, Olympia, the ancient Olympia, where the Olympic Games stopped started or making this city from from Homer mm-hmm. that he mentioned and when you stand in, in Mikinaya and you see and you feel this connection with old civilizations like that's amazing feeling because uh when you read this Homer 
in school, like you don't pay much attention because at this age, like you just want to go through this and get the grade. Mm-hmm. But a little bit it's stuck in the mind. And then when you're there in McKinney and you're standing and you're seeing what Homer saw two, three thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. That's amazing experience. Yeah. And and all others like uh, the theater of the Epidavros, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. That's unique structure who n- no other architect in the world could duplicate it or replicate it. Mm-hmm. They tried, they failed because mm. you cannot replicate the nature. It and is. this acoustic in this theater, it's amazing. Like I was like at goosebumps, like it's giving you goosebumps, really. Mm. Mm. Wow, yeah. The, this the human or rather the civil human civilization that uh, we credit to originated originating in Greece, it's good ones you're here and uh, can identify or can get a closer feel of what we used to learn in school about the history. So so that's a good yeah, one. Yeah, and that the history is still alive. You know, yeah. it's not like they're in the book on the shelves. Mm-hmm. If they're out, they're in Peloponnese, the history is there. Yeah, I was talking to someone today and uh, he knowing that I am in Greece was saying, hey, I've always been imagining yourself in uh, covered in uh, those... Uh, clothes uh, and deliberating issues under the Colosseum. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, no. We are in the modern history. But then we get an opportunity to to learn about what happened several years back. So, yeah. Now, uh, you said this book, it took you time, uh, some good time to put it together. Uh, tell us uh, the other topics that you could have addressed in this book. Well, this book has 20 chapters. Uh, Every chapter has its own topic. It covers specific uh, subject. And Mm -hmm. some of the chapters have sub chapters, uh, which they're expanding it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, let me also grab my copy. And so, for example, let's quickly go. Well, it started very uh, slow. I'm covering just some known or maybe for some for some persons unknown facts about Greece, then I'm going to the language, to the Greek language, quick overview, what the language is and uh, small history, and then uh, also explaining how it's used nowadays. And there, there are different topics, for example, about the homes the Greek people are living in. Let's say so, or there is breakfast, the traditional Greek breakfast. Probably not everyone knows that it contains only two elements, which is coffee and cigarette. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so I'm covering, for example, this topic. Also, I'm speaking about time. Uh, so here's the perception of time in Greece is different. And not everything is on time, and generally this perception of time is very re- irrelevant here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, there is another uh, thing so like uh, 
public transportation, for example, or driving in mm -hmm. Greece. I also go through some uh, ceremonies like baptism and weddings. Yeah. Uh, I also go through this. I also mention the birthdays and name days, also Greek dances. Greek dances are also part of Greek culture. And uh, through the dances, the people also expressing and fulfilling the tradition. For example, at the wedding, you need to dance very specific dances in very specific order. Mm -hmm. Oh, now let's maybe touch on a few of them. I would like us maybe to talk about the Greece or the or rather the Greek siesta, something that is. <laughs> Talk about Greek siesta, which we call mesimeri. Mes yes, uh, Greek siesta, yes. Uh, people from Italy and Spain and Portugal know this, this topic because it's very similar to Greece. It's a small break in the middle of the day. Uh, approximately it's shifting like in summer. It's uh, depending on the region. But approximately from two until five. In winter, it's from three until five. Uh, there approximately there change the shifting approximately half hour. It can be two thirty in some regions, in some two. So, uh, so in this break, uh, a lot of shops are closed. <laughs> People are going home and enjoying their very nice family lunch, and then probably taking some nap. And then uh, resuming their work at 5, 5.30 or 6, depending if it's winter or summer and where they are located. But this applies only to, let's say, regular stores. Uh, so I'm not speaking about touristic areas. In touristic areas, the in summer, the shops are open like uh, from early morning until late in the night. <laughs> So I'm talking about the regular stores in uh, periphery and region outside of Athens. And there you feel it more like uh, when the city is small and there are not so many inhabitants, it, you feel like, like in those hours, it's everything is like that. It's very quiet. Nobody moves. Everybody is resting, enjoying their free time at home. It's and the life resumes definitely like after 6 p.m. Mm. Oh, yeah, I experienced that. And the first time that I'm, I, I came to Greece was a big issue because we could be making noise at around 3 p.m. And that will mean trouble from the neighbors because that's their siesta time. Very much valued the siesta time in Greece. Yeah, and let me add, thank you for, for this hint. In small towns, they even close the fountain. So oh. all the fountains, mm -hmm. they're shut down in this siesta time. Hmm. Interesting, maybe. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I haven't gone to a place where they close uh, even the fountains. Yeah, I was also pretty much surprised and I was asking, like, what's the reason? Like, it's fountain outside. It's not like in your private apartment that it can't disturb your neighbors. Mm -hmm. But I was explained that even if the, fa the fountain is located outside in the public place, 
there's some uh, buildings around with the apartments and the people there are disturbed by, by the noise from the phone. Yeah. So the city shutting down the, the fountain for this two, three hours every day. Okay. I also see that you have talked about pets and let's talk specifically about cats because it's something <laughs> that didn't, that was quite interesting once I learned it here and so cats, cats, talk about them, cats. Yeah, that's a huge problem for Greece. Um, some people like them, some don't, but it doesn't change the things that cats there are a lot of cats everywhere, Athens, inside Athens, outside Athens, islands, mountains, the cats are everywhere. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, government doesn't take uh, very big measures. There have recently been some changes in the law. They made it more strict. The cats must be neutralized, the stray. But in any case, it doesn't help much. So... Yeah, uh, there are a lot, a lot of them. Uh, from my experience, uh, for example, I even witnessed it when people came on vacation to Greece on the island and they saw those stray dogs even and cats. They adopted them and they took them home. Yeah, cats, cats and cats. Yeah, they're... So if somebody see cats, you can feed them. They're probably hungry right on the streets. Yeah, so um, we have, you talk quite about many things. We have blue skies. Yeah, this is a good weather. We experienced that. And uh, yeah, the Greek names. The Greek uh, names, yeah, talk about the Greek names. Yeah, the Greek names, uh, they're very uh, like, Maybe they're pretty much uh, structured here in Greece. There's specific tradition according to which every person is getting their name. And that's why in Greece you will see a lot of Marias, Dimitris, Nikos, Alexanders in one family. Mm -hmm. And uh, when the uh, Greek Orthodox Church is celebrating the name that day of the specific person, they're usually many many people with this name celebrating mm -hmm. uh, so uh, the main tradition so the names is um giving in the family to continue this uh to keep the name in the family like mm. it's double wording but anyway so for example the couple they having for example a boy so they're giving the first name from the grandfather of the father of this boy. Mm. So to keep this name alive. So where if the grandfather was Dimitris, the boy, the new born boy will be also Dimitris. Mm. And Greek people, they like to give also old and ancient name like Nafsika yes. or, or Miltiadis or something from, uh, yeah, very, very ancient Greece. Uh, those names are still alive. They're still in use, uh, but there are not so many people with them. Mm -hmm. Now, you also 
talk about uh, relationships between parents and children. And then you also, under that, you talk about daughters-in-law and mothers-in-law. Why is it so important to focus on that? Yeah, uh, the, because it's a part of the culture and um, it's a big part. It's a part of the society and it's very, it's like for the person uh, who enters Greek family, it's better to be aware and prepare because this way uh, the relationships will go smoother, let's say. So if you know about something, of course, you're more prepared, you know, and uh, react differently and more calm and so on. So basically uh, the mother is uh, one of the main uh, uh, is the main character of the household, let's say so. And when uh, her daughter or son are breeding their wife or husband, uh, they're still remaining in charge, the mother. And so then uh, the daughters and in-law they usually need to follow certain rules that I, that are set by the mother of the husband. Mm -hmm. Because it goes deeply tradition like centuries back. So the daughter-in-law should help the mother to run the household. Mm -hmm. That's the basic idea. Okay. Mm, thank you very much. Now, we are talking about Greece. We have one of our audience. Her name is Angela Karanja. And she is excited that we are talking about Greece because that's where she wants to organize her next retreat with parents of teenagers. Tell her what to expect when she organizes. She's not in Greece. She's outside of Greece. Tell her what to expect when she comes and uh, holds a retreat here. Uh, well, uh, in summer, it will be definitely very nice and very hot. <laughs> uh, but also, um, depending on the area where will you be, you can visit a lot of places, ancient places that maybe for teenagers. Or, or it will be interesting to see all the things they learned in school so far, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, so they understand that like it's all real and not fake like uh, like any anything else they read in books they might think it's ancient fiction it's not it's it's non-fiction ancient non-fiction <laughs> and secondly uh yeah um the housing where the retreat will take place uh it applies to all houses in greece including hotels um uh when somebody is using the restroom uh the toilet paper is not flushing <laughs> yeah it's good for her to know that. Yeah. You, you don't flush toilet yeah. paper in greece <laughs> don't flush is, is that, is that bits... here is that here Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't there. flush the toilet paper in Greece. <laughs> yeah, 
you don't flush there everyone bins in every restaurant and every bathroom there bins for the toilet paper and that one of the funny so, things i found in greece that we don't flush toilet paper you, yeah that's a big topic that's a really big cultural shock as well yeah. and you need to get used but also get ready there's nowhere uh, every hotel five-star hotel six-star ho hotel luxury you don't flash <laughs> don't flash yeah. so the stars of the hotel don't allow you to flash the paper yes no flashing toilet paper everywhere at home in the hotel whatever you just no, put it no, in the bin. okay no. that was quite a shock for us it's always quite a shock for many people as that's what we actually yes. really call a culture shock culture shock <laughs> now yeah. I, i guess now it's my uh, thinking that angela is uh, looking at the islands because that's where most of the retreats are done and maybe if jonas soul get to watch this uh, this is someone that you can connect with because jonas soul organizes retreats he could be of great help to angela once uh, to 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 plan a retreat together that's that's what i suggest anyway So you have you been to the yes. islands yourself uh, tell us about life in the islands imagining that this is where Angela is looking forward to organize a retreat Yeah islands are great Greek islands in summer are great like you feeling that, that you're in the other vo world like out of this like nothing else exists except you in this presence mm -hmm. So islands are are great choice for retreat especially in summer like between like end of may until middle of september something like this and so every island has its own on atmosphere own um, lifestyle and climate as well mm -hmm. uh, generally uh, the islands in greece roughly are divided into three zones Aegean Sea, the Cyclades and the Ionian Sea roughly mm -hmm. like and uh, all the sea have different um, um, different type of water and weather like Ionian Sea is colder so the seven islands in the Ionian Sea they're greener but they're also colder. The water is colder, the rains in the, in the summer and so on. The, the, the Cyclades where the Santorini and Mykonos are located among other islands. Uh, there's something in between, they're not too cold, they're not too hot. And the Aegean Sea, I would say it's the warmest one. There are barely any rains in summer between uh, June and August. There are barely no rains and the sea is warm. The islands are beautiful. They're located near to each other. So, for example, if you're located on small island in the agency, you can visit the nearby islands very easily. Like there can be one, two hours by, by boat and that's it. Uh, the same, of course, applies in Kiklade. So if you're in Kiklade, the islands are also near to each other and you also can uh, hop from island to the island with the ferry boat. Mm. The ferry boats in summer are very frequent. There are several lines. 
uh, there are different price categories, so you can find something that is suitable for you mm -hmm. and money wise and time wise and so on. So there are a lot of options. Yeah. And according to how you are explaining this, it's evident to us that you've in the preparation of this book, you've done quite some research because it's not every place that you have been to. How much research have you gone into uh, with the history, with the uh, environments, and how much research have you done? Just asking. Well, it's mainly from personal experience, okay. to be honest. Mm -hmm. And uh, from also the personal experience of living and communicating with Greek people, yes. because I'm also when, as I told, I moved, I have, I had cultural shock, and I ask a question: Why? Mm. Why? Mm. Like why they're closing the fountains? Why I cannot flush the paper? Why? 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 Why Demetrius is Demetrius? Like why don't you give any other name? Yeah. Like why Demetrius is not Oliver? You mm. know for example so and i got answers okay and uh, those answers i put in this book okay that's you know, I, that's very good of you so those answers are here now these are uh, answers or information that is coming from someone who is who who came new to greece and so he's looking them at the with the same perspective that you would look at the environment, at the at the, the the culture, at the people, how they they do the things they do. Now, instead of now to those who people who are outside of Greece, instead of you waiting to be here in Greece and find out about it, why don't you get this idea from someone who's been here and experienced what you would expect, so that you come here prepared. Yeah, that's, that's what we suggest. Get that book. And the link is in the description. By the way, you can order this book from Amazon and it, 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 and it be delivered to your doorstep. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Olivia, for sharing all this that you have shared with us. Questions that many people could be asking. Yeah, thank you for for having me and thank you for asking because uh, somebody might think it's some academic work or something. No, it's written in pretty easy language. Everybody can understand if the book is in English. So it's uh, I did my best so everybody can understand it and it will not be boring. This book is not boring and definitely you will learn a lot of interesting things. Yes, and maybe we can have a taste of uh, what it's... I, I just opened a random page and I actually learned on uh, the topic that we've just covered. Uh, this is page six, 69 and it's talking about the islands with love, Greece. So have a feel of how this book flows so that once you're... You, you can have a, a look at it, you can order it and get to read. Now, while on the mainland, the key purpose of public transport, transportation is to help the residents move around inside or, uh, or outside of the city. But on the islands, the buses operate mostly for tourists. In the winter, the routes are limited, sometimes one or two buses per day because almost everyone who resides there has a car. That's in the islands. 
for the municipality and the bus company, it isn't worth keeping an empty bus running the route. As you can understand, the summertime, that is the tourist season, this is the major income period for the bus company and for the people who work there. That's also the reason why the ticket prices are higher on the mainland. On the islands, you buy the ticket on the bus using cash. So once you get in the, in the bus, that's where you buy your ticket. Did you know that? Maybe you didn't. And um, there is a person on each bus who collects the fares. That's the conductor. Now, that used to be to happen where I come from. A, a, a passenger or a conductor would take the, the tickets, the fare. But when I came to the mainland of Greece, the first time I was here, I was like, oh, there's no conductor. There's only the driver. But uh, when you go to the island, now you experience what you used to experience where you're from. Maybe if you had conductors in the bus. And this is written here in this book. And then he usually... He usually, and Olivia stresses this, he usually, a man, <laughs> will be standing in front of the door or walking through the bus later. In the capital of the island, there is often a bus, a main bus terminal where you can buy a ticket from a kiosk. The price will be a bit lower and most probably you will be able to pay with a card. Yeah, so if you have a MasterCard, a Visa card, you can buy your ticket. And pay attention to the bus stops, as sometimes in order to see a small bus stop sign, you will have to look up. They are not set <laughs> at the eye level. Okay. Standing at a bus stop is not always a sign you are waiting for the bus, <laughs> meaning the bus will not stop automatically. In order to stop the bus, you have to wave as if calling for the taxi. That's in the islands. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's a that's a touch of the book. That's a feel of the book. Uh, if you would want to know more, go get the book "With Love, Greece" by Olivia Bloom. What would you like to say before we sign off? Uh yeah, I would invite everybody to Greece to come on holidays here. It's a great place. And to get prepared with a uh, few things like, like Anthony now covered, you can find it here. Even for holidays, this book is great because it's anyway, it covers some topic that might help you to navigate your holidays. Uh, with less stress. But if you're planning to move to Greece, I will say this is your to-go book because it will definitely help you acclimatize in Greece better to adjust faster. Okay. Thank you very much, Olivia. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Anthony, for, for having me and for the questions from the audience. And it was a pleasure to talk about Greece and to share my my experiences okay yeah thank you thank you the audience thank you everyone this has been now tell us I have been your host Anthony Moirore and with love Greece our wonderful guest today is has been Olivia Bloom and until next time we're saying bye for now bye, bye.